don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. It's July 26, and time for your Social In 6 update. As always, there's lots to cover this week, but we've stripped it down to only the bits you need to know, including Clubhouse's wide launch, TikTok's new Spark ad format, and Instagram's collaborative posts. And if you like Social In 6 and you want us to keep these updates coming, then please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know. Now, without further ado, let's get started. You can bump into a garbage tweet, looks like a piece of junk from anyone. And then you see the reply underneath, where's my edit button? And it's not just, it's everybody. You see it all the time. I can't even reference. I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. First up today, Twitter might finally get an edit button, but there's a catch. Yes, you heard that right. The most demanded feature for Twitter, and I think probably the most demanded feature for any social platform ever, is the edit button. Until now, Twitter has always said it'll probably never add one, but if it does, it'd be a limited feature. Well, last week, Twitter's product lead hinted that the elusive edit button could be on its way. He's hard at work on Twitter Blue, which is the platform's subscription model currently in development, and he shared a poll on Twitter asking people if an edit button would incentivize them to subscribe to the paid-for version of the platform. But despite the fact that Twitter Blue is only about £4 a month, the majority of people answered no. So if it doesn't roll out, you have his followers to thank. It just goes to show people think they know what they want until they're asked to pay for it. If, however, the rollout does go ahead, the edit button would only be active for a window of about one or two minutes to prevent the feature from being misused. That might have been what put people off, as you're just as, if not more likely, to spot a typo hours later as you are just after you've posted it. Also happening with Twitter Blue is a revamped version of TweetDeck, which is Twitter's very overlooked social media dashboard. They're giving it a full overhaul with new features and are pressing ahead to include that in the subscription plan. Livestream shopping is taking the Chinese market by storm. It's the modern QVC. See this person? 6 a.m. Beijing time. How many people are watching? 17,830 people. Next up, YouTube is testing live shopping. YouTube said it will begin testing live shopping with a small group of brands and creators first. Now, if you cast your minds back to January, you'll remember that YouTube has also been testing an integrated shopping experience in uploaded videos. This new test is simply expanding that same function to live videos. It means that people watching your live will be able to browse and shop any products you mention in real time. YouTube also said it wants to improve product discovery on its platform, which we've also seen with a new test for recommended videos. According to Google, 90% of 18 to 64 year olds already use YouTube to find new brands or products, and 33% of those people go on to purchase. So I'm trying another thing I've seen on TikTok from KFC. And it's the Nashville Chicken Tenders. Now, TikTok introduces a new ad format and a branded content toggle. TikTok's new Spark ads mean brands can promote existing organic videos made by anyone on TikTok into in-feed or top-view ads. That's right, you can boost videos made by anybody and use all of TikTok's regular ad tools to target them to a specific audience. Plenty of potential there, but we'll talk more on that later. For now, TikTok has also added a branded content toggle, which automatically labels videos as branded content if you use the hashtag ad or the hashtag sponsored in the caption. Until now, only users with over 10,000 followers in select regions could access the branded content toggle. But this means smaller brands and creators don't have to worry about being caught out. Finally, from TikTok this week, the platform has added three new features to live videos. These are events cards for scheduled streams, live guests and co-hosting streams for users with smaller followings, and a Q&A overlay that lets creators pin fan questions in their live streams. 
Clubhouse is wildly, wildly underrated because most people don't know about the app. Next up, Clubhouse goes wide with a brand new rebrand. Clubhouse is no longer invite only. After more than a year of exclusivity, the audio app has decided to push ahead with a wide launch. Right now, there are about 10 million people on the waitlist, and Clubhouse said these users will be slowly added over time. But it seems that if you just sign up anew, you get immediate access. Clubhouse also unveiled a new logo, which could be due to the extreme confusion that the press had with a project management tool by the same name. If you thought Clubhouse's logo was the little flags and the purple, that was the project management tool. Talk about free PR. Also new from Clubhouse is Backchannel, which is the app's direct messaging feature. Backchannel launched last week and saw more than 90 million messages sent in that time. You can start a Backchannel chat by tapping the new paper aeroplane icon at the bottom of the screen or in a user's profile, or just swipe left in a room to find the chat. Have you ever been offended? Have your feelings been injured? Did a tweet from 25 years ago upset you today? Then you or your loved one might be entitled to financial compensation. Now, Twitter is testing upvotes and downvotes. This seems to be a pretty wide test because I've seen a lot of people just on my own timeline with access to the feature already. But rest assured, it is just a test for now. It's only on iOS and there's no guarantee it will roll out. The upvotes and downvotes work similar to Reddit's and followed Twitter's promise last year to experiment with some kind of dislike button. Twitter says that the tweet author will be able to see how many downvotes their tweet has, but the general public won't, most likely as a way to avoid people piling on the negativity for the sake of it. But this also tells us that Twitter is hoping to introduce it as a new internal metric to measure the success of your tweets. Twitter also said downvotes won't impact how the algorithm sorts top tweets in your timeline. Also at Twitter HQ, the platform has finally given up on fleets, its take on stories. From August, the top bar where fleets currently sit will be occupied by Twitter Spaces instead. I'm so excited to finally sing with you. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? People were already like freaking out in the comments. I was like trying not to freak out too early. And finally, Instagram starts testing collab and a reshare button. We first heard about this feature a couple of months ago, and now collab has entered testing in India and here in the UK. If you don't know, this applies to Reels and regular feed posts, which multiple creators will now be able to collaborate on or co-author, much like you can have more than one person hosting a live stream. Collaborative posts would then be broadcast to the followers of every creator. Instagram is also testing a reshare sticker, which would change the way users share feed posts to their stories. The sticker would sit alongside all the other stickers in Stories Create Mode and replace the option attached to the share arrow that currently sits on the bottom of feed posts. Now it is unusual for Instagram to add friction to one of its most popular features, but the platform said it wants to improve the quality of content that people share with their followers. Adding this extra step would ensure that people are certain that they want to share it. Still, I'm not convinced that getting users to second guess their posting habits is a good thing for the app, given the posting law that the pressure to be aesthetic already causes amongst most regular users. Instagram's also said that auto captions are finally coming to feed posts and videos. These will work in the same way that auto captions and stories do, and finally, stories drafts have arrived too, meaning you can start creating a story and save it to finish later. Now, I want to talk more about TikTok's new ads, but first, let's quickly talk about Twitter downvotes because this is proving to be quite a controversial update already and it's only just started being tested. Um, so here's my take on it. Downvotes and upvotes work very well on Reddit and I'm sure a lot of brands and marketers think that more metrics will surely be a good thing, which in part, yes, but Twitter users aren't like Reddit users. Now, I'm more concerned that brands are already sacrificing creativity for fear of rocking the boat and getting lots of negative replies. 
Now, too many marketers, I think, work at the total mercy of their audience. And while you don't want to pee anyone off, there's a lot of unwarranted fear, I think, about the consequences of a bad tweet. More often than not, it's really not that deep. And I think Twitter should be putting its effort into making people feel more comfortable and fostering more creativity and more positivity, not giving its angriest users a mechanism to be negative. I think it was probably meant to curb negative written replies, um, if people could simply respond with a reaction. But if people are the horrible reply writing type, I don't think that's going to change. Also a little bit like um, Instagram's hidden likes test. So it doesn't really matter if other people can't see that your post has flopped, if you can still see that it's flopped. I'm worried that'll lead to people being too demoralized to tweet as much or, or tweet as well. Um, but maybe that's just my ego that couldn't handle it. But if you look at Twitter's recent efforts to try and get people tweeting more without thinking too hard about it, that was what Fleets was all about and uh, ephemeral content. Downvotes really seems to go against that. So I'm not sure how well this test will go. But on a more exciting note, I do want to talk about TikTok's new Spark ads, which I think is a really smart update that holds so much potential for campaigns. It reminds me of um, the Twitter ads that you can promote other people's tweets with. Uh, which is a feature that not that many brands take advantage of. The best use I've ever seen of it was um, by Kellogg's UK a few years back now uh, when they launched white chocolate Cocoa Pops, which a lot of people had been asking for over the years. And when it came time for them to launch the products, they went back and found all of these old tweets of people begging Kellogg's for white chocolate Cocoa Pops. And then they promoted them to sort of show that large demand before then revealing the supply, which I thought was such a smart mix of UGC and paid. Now, TikTok's Spark ads will let you do something similar. So we've said it before, but the conversation around your brand or around the topics that you like to talk about is already happening on TikTok with or without your involvement. Just think about how much UGC you've got ready-made just waiting to be mined. Now, whether they're outright talking about your product or just taking part in a relevant cultural conversation, it's very exciting stuff. And talking about exciting things, the episode we have planned for you guys next week is with Zalando's Global Director of Social Media, Consumer PR and Influencers, Natalie Wills. And for the first time ever, we're running a competition alongside the episode. The winner will be given £500 or euros to spend on Zalando, courtesy of the wonderful Natalie. More on that next week, T's and C's, etc. But Natalie also gave us some excellent advice in this episode on all things fashion, culture and how to stay relevant. So make sure you tune in. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson.